So my wife's at the airport last night waiting for her goats to arrive on a flight from uh, Minneapolis. Did you stand at the bottom of the escalator waiting with expectant eyes and a, a cheery face waiting for you? Right? Is that Jim? Is that? No, that's not Jim. Is that Jim? Is that Jim? It's different with goats, isn't it? Well, they don't know what we look like, so we stood there with a sign that says goats. Right. <laughs> so that they know we're their drivers. Jack and Laura, exactly. The goats clack down the escalator with their bags. So the reason is kind of interesting why we had two goats flying in from Minneapolis. So my wife is uh, trying to breed some really, really fancy goats, right? Because mm. they're worth more money. Can they dance or? They look pretty. Singer. Oh, I see. They're and pretty. They, and, and they get more milk from them, which uh, mm. now that she's milking, making soap and that sort of stuff is matters. But Milky, milky goats. I think mostly it's that they look pretty. But anyway, so she got, you might remember, that she flew in this uh, young stud boy goat as a baby. Um, from, I think, Rhode Island about a year or so ago. Mm. Pretty damn expensive goat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Things the size of a small dog. I mean, these yeah. are little goats anyway, Yeah, but uh, pretty expensive. You know, I think most of us don't have the slightest idea goat price ranges. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like buying a uranium isotope. I don't know if they're going to tell me $12 <laughs> or a million I don't have the slightest, but it, uh, it probably is somewhere around like a, a expensive dog type price. I or? could buy an iPhone 10. So, well, okay. Well, people routinely spend a grand for a dog. It shocks me well, as a I guy who bought a farm dog. I think that's crazy too. Well, me too. So, <laughs> but anyway, although with this, you are getting something out of it. I mean, you have a couple of babies from it and you paid for it. Sure. Oh, that so, I get. And yeah. I'm not breeding my uh, Labrador Retriever right, or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. But anyway, so she got this fancy goat, and um, you know, she convinced me that yeah, you you get the, after the first two babies, it's all gravy, goat gravy. Sounds delicious. <laughs> after the first two babies, you know, you paid for the thing. Okay, I get. I'm on board. Everything. We get this goat. Sure. It's really good looking goat. It tears open its scrotum on oh, a fence. Oh, oh, oh! You got it. You got to issue oh. some kind of warning. You, you can't just say that. You get good lord. I think it's an FCC regulation. You got to say, now brace yourselves, folks, because what I'm about to say is blah, blah. You can't just say that. I just got lightheaded. I'm going to lay down. Finish your story. <gasps> ah, jeez. Oh, wow. So what now? How did he do that? Don't know, but he did it somehow on the fence. He and- liked to sit on the wood chipper. <laughs> The vibrations relaxed him. And it destroyed his testicles. Oh, Lord. And so now he is worth zero dollars. Oh, no. Zero. Not two. Not five. Zero. Wow. Actually, negative because you got to pay something. It's like when a giant signed Barry Zito. He can't do what you could <laughs> hired him for anymore. Worth zero dollars. So, wow. Anyway, wow. so she had to get a couple of more boy goats, and we just flew them in last night from Minneapolis, and that's how that whole thing went down. Although, while she was at the airport. You got to put pants on them. I mean, <laughs> you got to put some good rugged jeans on those fellas or something. That's or, what my wife or said. A jock, this, a cup, guy, a protective guy, cup yeah, like my, he's a hockey goalie. That's what my wife said. This guy's wearing a cup all the time, 24 hours a day. <laughs> that's right. A big goat cup. That's right. Um, if that would help. But while she's at the airport, because this is like a cargo plane of some sort or whatever. Um, she said, she said, I think I saw him loading a human body in there. Do they fly human bodies in planes? And I said, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. she said, how else are you going to get him across the country? I mean, you could put him on a bus with a funny hat and hope nobody notices, but mm-hmm. how are you going to get him across the country? Sure, yeah. She saw him loading, you know, a, loading a human stiff in the out of the plane when sure, you got the goat sure. show. You know, it occurs to me, I, what airline was I on? I think it was American. Yeah, that I flew 
uh, coast to coast to drop Little D off at school. I think a goat was the only animal that wasn't on that plane in some cute little vest. Oh, it's my uh, it's my comfort chicken or whatever. Right. I mean, so what? Yeah. How, what does it cost to ship a goat? Is it more than an airline seat or less? About the same, I think. Okay. I don't think the goat's going to be real, real happy in coach. I know I'm not. <laughs> um, I had one more thing. Oh, so I saw a picture of the father uh, goat. And um, again, if you've heard these stories before, I, I apologize. But if you haven't heard them, it's kind of interesting. So I saw the picture of the father goat. Now, the father was all white for whatever reason. And um, but his beard is yellow. Why? And they have a full beard like they're in ZZ Top. Wow. These, these male goats. And why is his beard yellow? Well, if you remember the stories, they stick their heads. The boy goats stick their heads between their legs oh, and boy. pee on their faces. Oh, boy. To win a bet or what? Is that a bar bet? <laughs> and they do that so that they'll be smelly enough to attract the women. It sends the women you into know. heat and then the women are attracted to them and then they breed. Because I saw I saw the white goat and the beard being yellow and I said, can't you shave the beard? Just because that's unsightly when, since you know why the beard's yellow. She yeah. said, well, they got to have that. Old yellow beard. Arr. It's the only thing that turns on the women so that they'll go into heat so you Boy. can have the baby goats. Uh, speaking of the human males out there, as a guy who comes home from the golf course on a hot day occasionally. Old musky. It does, <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> does not work. Come here, baby. Doesn't send your wife into heat. Especially if I've had like a tuna sandwich and a couple of beers. Oh, God. Get it. And those male goats smell so bad. I wow. mean, it's unbelievable. Wow. If she has to do anything, like give them shots or anything like that, she tries to stay away from them. If she has to give them shots or anything like that, she has to take off all her clothes outside the house, put them in a garbage bag to bring them in the house. Otherwise, the smell will get out of their stuff. And then wash them on super hot water. And then she immediately has to take a bath with super special soap. Her hair, her skin, and everything get the smell off of her. Wow. That's how... how after she did, did what? Just from being around them. Being around? Don't even need to touch them. What? You're kidding me. Not kidding you. Oh, my God. It's so smelly. You know, that's a well, really... Well, I'll tell you what. As an experience, stick your head between your legs and pee on your face for the next week. See how it works for you. For the next week? I got to grow, grow my beard back, really, to make this a legitimate test. I know. Test. It's disgusting, but it's you what know, happens. It's a, it's a disturbing reminder that smells are organic molecules in the air. I mean, if you smell something gnarly, a smell is not like... Uh, 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 you know, like sound waves or or, uh, or light waves or something. It's a substance. Physical, yeah. It's physical, right? It, it exists, and I realize that, that that light waves exist physically too. But you know what I mean? Disturbing reminder of that. And also, now let's see how quick Michael can turn this around. Michael, you paying attention? What? Speaking speaking of ZZ Top, I'm going through the email last night, and uh, and y'all, I tell you what. You folks do such a great job of not only, you know, reacting and sharing personal experiences and stuff like that, but sending along, hey, did you see this? Or you're not going to believe uh, this in my local paper, stuff like that. Keep that up. Absolutely love it. Uh, Armstrong and Getty at Yahoo.com. But I'm going through all this stuff, and it's heartfelt uh, messages about I'm a vet and I'm dealing with pain medic- medication and my mom had arthritis and stuff like that. It's uh, the stuff I mentioned. And then inexplicably, with zero explanation, Somebody sent us uh, a YouTube video of ZZ Top's classic, I Heard It on the X. No explanation, no signature, no nothing. Just somebody really wanted me to hear ZZ Top's, I Heard It on the X. And that's the Mexican radio station? Uh, yeah, yeah, your X, uh, RTA or whatever, your legendary Mexican stations. that Because the Mexican government did not give a damn. They had like 375,000 watt radio stations and all. 
uh, melt your 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 earballs from a thousand miles. But um, is it a reference to the iPhone X? There's no explanation. Oh, but so it was, yeah. That's what it was. It's a little obscure, my friend. Yeah. If you could give me just a little love some, on that, a little explanation. Some dry humor there. And and the other you thing think is Billy Gibbons pees on his beard. <laughs> I certainly hope he doesn't. And again, the most fascinating thing about ZZ Top, the one guy who doesn't have a beard, Frank Beard. <laughs> I'm Joe Getty. <laughs> Uh, if you ever get third. a job working classic rock, you can tell that the first time, and then you're out of material. First, third, and fifth time. Are you kidding? Uh, and, and the other thing is, and, and again, this is asking a lot. You're very kind to send anything to us, right? But uh, uh, labeling a video or an article, this is great, is uh, is not that helpful. What's great about it? Give, give me a hint. Give me a hint. It's uh, Strom Thurmond back in 1971 in a Klan robe, or it's an article about raising puppies, or it's Nancy Pelosi topless, or some. Just give me some really? idea, some idea what it is, please. Yeah. But again, that's just a request. I should be grateful for your kindness and generosity. Yeah, you're doing it for nothing. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. So, well, what do we got? Uh... California's sanctuary state bill. Yeah. Advances one step closer to reality. And then the Supreme Court, we're going to talk about that coming up next. The Supreme Court's really going to have to take on the issue and decide once and for all, can cities and states and counties declare themselves free of our uh, immigration law? This may be my favorite ZZ Top song. Here's Billy Gibbons. He's got a beard, right? And here's the bass player. Rusty, Dusty, was what's his name? Dusty, Dusty Hill. Hill. Right. He's got a beard. So they alternate. Then they sing it together. And, and then, then they jam. And then who, who's the beardless drummer? Frank freaking Beard is his name. <laughs> That's Think funny. about it. It's not really funny. To me, it just proves there is a God. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hillary Clinton's book, What Happened, came out today. And I heard that it's almost 500 pages long. Unfortunately, the only person with enough time to read it is Hillary Clinton. What? Yeah, that's wow. They sold one copy. One person. Yeah. Back to what you've said before. Mm. Have you heard a single homo sapien say anything positive about Hillary Clinton's book? I Anybody? Did, I did hear one flack on cable TV, a Clinton loyalist, saying how important this was for the historical record. Okay, that's the only one, then, that, yeah. I've, that I've come across. I mean, watching all your shows, Charlie Rose, ABC This Week, The Late Night Comedians, anybody. Only positive thing I've heard. Everything else is, why are you writing this, or are you serious? Right. Hillary well, Clinton, and quite famously, yes? Yeah, she uh, she also did the reading of her own audiobook, which is a bold decision. Uh, a friend of mine got the audio version. It is a staggering 14 CDs long, and times in it's 16 and a half hours of Hillary Clinton reading to you. Wow. Wow. I was thinking of driving to the southern tip of Argentina. Now I know what I'll listen to. 16 and a half hours. And again, uh, among the folks she's blaming is she takes complete responsibility. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Bros, Green Party candidate Jill Stein, sexism and misogyny are original air names. Didn't didn't go well. No, no, that lasted for a few weeks. Uh, Vlad Putin and Russian hackers, President Obama, Vice President Biden, James Comey, Anthony Weiner. And then she gets into her own mistakes. Things she shouldn't have said, like, I want to put coal miners out of business, which was so unimaginably stupid, it's difficult to conceive of saying out loud. Basket of deplorables, use of a private email server, the ongoing scandal from which uh, it sprung, the New York Times, 
and this is my favorite one. We talked about this one a couple of days ago. She blames her traditional presidential campaign, which was based on, and I'm quoting now, carefully thought out policies and painstakingly built coalitions that could not compete with Trump's, quote, reality TV show that expertly and relentlessly stoked America's anger and resentment. In other words, I lost because I'm too good and I'm too smart. Too good for this country. That's right. You don't deserve me. She also mentions the godforsaken electoral college. I, uh, I haven't spoken to Yahweh, you know, personally, but I don't think he's forsaken it. And then he uh, blames herself once or twice. And then Hillary hate. I have come to terms with the fact that a lot of people, millions and millions of people, decided they just didn't like me. She actually says that. See, I hadn't. That's the first I've heard that. Clinton she's writes, finally come to the conclusion that for whatever reason, and people who know her say she's very likable. I believe that. But for whatever reason, on TV, her public persona is not likable. Well, and we've known people on the other end of the scale. You'll run into performers or speakers or whatever, and they are just insufferable backstage or whatever. They just you just immediate dislike. And then they get out, out on stage and they shine. And they just, you know, uh, men want to be them, women want to do them, or vice versa. Just that sort of person. So I've known both, but she's the opposite. Clinton writes, uh, she doesn't understand the dislike. What makes me such a lightning rod for fury? I'm really asking. I'm at a loss. You know, I, it's the mm. calculating. I think that's yes. 90% of it. Because you it's won't the, go pe- away. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, there is just things where, and you've been in the public eyes for 25 years. Uh, that's a long time. Um, but then there's people don't like... Um, not genuine. They don't like that. Phony. Yeah. Yeah. From Holden Caulfield to, uh, to you know, whatever. Phoniest. People just hate it. Um, and, and you're seen as phony, darling. Away. <laughs> right. Well, there's that, too. So uh, I can't decide if I'm in the mood to talk about this or not. The uh, California Sanctuary State Bill advancing. Jerry Brown, who, and, and if you told me in the 1970s, that I would live in a state... When he was dating hot, hot Linda Ronstadt? Well, that's, that doesn't really enter into this, but thanks for the reminder. She was indeed hot, hot at the time. And talented, talented, because I'm not as shallow as you. She was a gifted songstress, a charming gal. But if you told me in the 1970s that I would live in a state and, and a child of mine would be born and grow up in a state where Jerry Brown was the moderating influence, where he would be the adult in the room, I just said, where am I moving to? Peru? Or, 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 uh, yeah, the, the Venezuela under Chavez? What are you talking about? But sure enough, Jerry Brown and Senate President Pro Tem Kevin DeLeon, whose motto is my ethnicity before my country, they struck a deal on California's sanctuary state bill after weeks of negotiation. And that's going to move it forward now, Senate Bill 54. Um, to Jerry's credit, and listen, I've said things about Jerry Brown that are not only uncharitable. They're probably actionable. But <laughs> indefensible. And I admit that to you now and express my... I couldn't get it to come out of my mouth. I'd have no regret. I have no regret whatsoever. In fact, every slander I have unleashed on him, I have enjoyed thoroughly. And in thinking about them, I am enjoying, enjoying them again. It's like burping up a really good meal. Ew! Every time I suggested <laughs> that Jerry Brown was in the late stages of syphilis... And his mental illness had suffered thereby. I enjoyed it. There's no evidence he's got syphilis at all, let alone the late stages. (laughs) 
There is ample evidence and broadcast reports that, indeed, his mind is being eaten away by syphilis. <laughs> but <clears throat> getting back to the thread of the argument, uh, Senate Bill 54, Jerry has dragged Kevin DeLeon, who, who seriously would erase the border and and declare the state Mexifornia if he could, because he knows it would give him a permanent electoral uh, coalition. Keep in, uh, the, our blockbuster expose yesterday's 8 o'clock hour. If you missed it, grab the podcast. The fact that as recently as uh, 2006, 2007, 2008, not only Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein, but Paul Krugman, and uh, Glenn Greenwald and Barack Obama were saying we absolutely have to secure the border. They were all saying, this is in 06, 07, 08. They're saying, well, of course, a huge influx of unskilled uh, workers from South and Central America drives down wages for American workers. There's just no disputing that. They were all saying these things that Kevin DeLeon now labels as racism or hate. It's, it's, it's so incredibly disingenuous and so clearly designed to just have a permanent coalition of brown voters, which is a hell of a thing in America. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so Jerry Brown has at least gotten him to the point that the bill recognizes 60 different violent or serious felonies and I think a handful of misdemeanors. Um, I'm sorry, the amendment expands the list of crimes to more than 800 different felonies and misdemeanors that say if the illegal immigrant in question in the custody of authorities has been convicted of one or more of these crimes, well, okay, we'll go ahead and call ICE. Wow. Now, Senate Bill 54 previously prohibited local law enforcement from working with the feds with very few exceptions. Very few. It was just a handful, a couple of dozen of violent or serious felonies. But Jerry, again, the conservative in the room, uh, am I allowed? Is this, is this real? What was Danny after dentist? What was that? One of your original uh, YouTube viral videos. I feel like I've been drugged, and I'm not sure. So the conservative in the room, Jerry Brown, um, made them uh, go along with a list of investment, uh, amendments rather that uh, expand the list of crime to more than 800 different felonies and misdemeanors. Um, so do they actually think that that will um, fly with the Supreme Court, or is it vir- statewide virtue signaling? Well, it's absolutely that, and absolutely naked courting of the Hispanic vote uh, at the sacrifice of uh, the law, you know, giving into lawlessness and 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 just flouting federal law in the name of getting a political majority. But do you it's think actually, it's, it is absolutely anti-California and anti-American? But do you think they think the Supreme Court will say, oh, sure, that makes sense? Because I, I don't think there's know. any chance of that. No, I would agree. I, and, and, you know, honestly, I understand that there's got to be a case before the Supreme Court judges the case. But can we just get this to the court? Can we just stop yelling and screaming at each other? And listen, honestly, can we quit jerking uh, illegal immigrants around? Or thinking, all right, look, you gave me a driver's license. Both parties signaled me for decades that it was okay to come on. I got a job as easy as pie. I'm paying income tax. You've sent me this message for decades, and now you're telling me it's just unthinkable that I'm here. Which one is it? You know, I have sympathy for those people. Oh, sure. You would wonder. <clears throat> so I've got a job. I've got a driver's license. I do all this stuff, and now my kids have to go back. What is going on there? Right. My kids who have never lived in Mexico uh, since they were two years old or whatever. Right. So so listen, you know, I, I am absolutely hammering the Democrats for grandstanding and betraying their country um, in, in all of a sudden. 
without explanation, completely changing their point of view for political purposes. But you, you know what? The other side of me, you're absolutely right. You should be skewering the Republicans for grandstanding all these years while doing absolutely nothing about it. So anyway, can we just skip all this crap and get to the Supreme Court, please? And then decide it. And then if Kevin DeLeon chooses to continue to flout federal law, all I ask is that he be handcuffed and put in shackles and leg chains, put in an orange jumpsuit, and forced to shuffle onto a prison bus. That's all I ask. Wow. Well, you're a generous person. Hey, Marshall, did you hear my goat story? I did. I did indeed. Was that too much for you? I should have said brace yourself or something like that. I, yeah, I was visibly shaken. A number of yeah. other people in the newsroom yeah. asked what was wrong. Did yeah, he, uh, probably too much. So he was trying to get over a fence. Is that what you said? Just yes. guessing. Yeah. yeah. Just guessing. Do you remember when Big yeah. O, Onyx, my dog, almost died trying to get over a fence? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's rough. So uh, teach your goats the dangerous fences okay. or put up warning signs. Oh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, there's <laughs> teach your goats to read so they can read the signs. But then, right. exactly. then you're all good. There you go. <laughs> Trump's bipartisan dance really picking up steam. Now waiting to hear his latest moves. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your party behind. I want to. I'm excited about this. It's just a remaking of things, which, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I like it. Berkeley gives local police the power to use pepper spray on violent demonstrators. Locals cry foul. And Stanford AI IDs gay faces, an algorithm that is shocking a lot of people. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. What? I'm interested in every one of those stories. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, I said I liked all three of Marshall's stories. I want to hear them now. Marshall Phillips with the news. Well, Trump's bipartisan roundtables continue with tax reform on the agenda. The president hosts another bipartisan meeting today. The White House is saying he's going to be meeting with 13 Republicans and Democrats. The president hosted that bipartisan meeting with several senators last night about tax reform. He is pushing very hard for a reform bill by year's end. Now, earlier today, GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan said a tax plan will be unveiled by the end of this month. That starts with the outline that will be released the 25th. And then the tax writing committees are going to take feedback and input. And then they're going to go produce their bills in the weeks ahead. But wait, there's more. House Democratic Leader Nancy Pelosi and Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer will have dinner with Trump at the White House tonight. Congressional and White House sources telling NBC News the focus of the dinner will be the DREAM Act, health care, and legislative deadlines for the fall. President Trump... Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder if there'll be more talk of doing away with uh, the ridiculous debt ceiling thing. Yep, President... Um, ridicul- ridiculous in that they nobody honors it. Um, a lot of people have written this. It's so obviously true. He has a better relationship. They're just they're just more the same kind of guy, him and Chuck Schumer, than him and Mitch McConnell. Clearly, for one thing, he's known Chuck Schumer forever because right. they're both New York Democrats. Um, it's just they're they're, they're they're similar kind of guys. It's so you know, much easier for him to have dinner with Chuck Schumer than Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I have a hope, and it's probably unrealistic, but it'll entertain me for a couple of days that uh, Trump. His approach to the tax reform will be so wildly different in terms of, call it bipartisanship or nonpartisanship or whatever. It'll be so wildly different. Everybody's going to have to check their what's good for my party at the door, at least partially, because he's going to approach it so completely differently. And who he approaches and who he puts in charge and who he dines with and the rest of it. Well, part of it is he learned from healthcare. He's going to go around and sell this thing. And yeah. I, this just occurred to me. 
here's an issue he probably knows a lot about. He didn't know anything about health care. Who does going into it? Sure, he's got that wacky-looking private doctor who wrote the note saying he's the healthiest (laughs) president ever. Who understands the complexities of health care or ever spent much time looking into how the whole thing works? But taxes, he's been a businessman his whole life. He knows a lot about taxes. So it's got to come a lot easier to him. And a lot of his fortune is based on how he played the tax game. Sure, absolutely. Senator Bernie Sanders expected to introduce a bill today that would open the Medicare health insurance program to everyone. It is called the Medicare for All Act of 2017. Universal health coverage, one of the main platforms when Sanders uh, ran for president last year. Support for his proposal has been growing among Democrats in Congress this week. He is getting more and more of them to sign on to it. Of course, the proposal has little chance of passage in the Republican-led Congress, but Bernie is bringing it up, and Bernie is going to be pushing it. And for the How book- many senators does he have right now? 14, is it? Or? 15, 15, 15, according to one article. Yep. And um, Elizabeth Warren, when she runs for president, will probably run on this. Yep. Yeah, interesting. 15 and counting. For the first time in 20 years... The city of Berkeley, California, has given local police the power to use pepper spray on violent demonstrators. Opponents, How about ass whoopings? <laughs> opponents spoke out at the city council meeting last night. What happens in Berkeley is setting a precedent for the whole country. Pepper right. spray as a police crowd control technique was disavowed by previous city councils for good reasons. It's a pain compliance form of torture. Nah, it's, they, they disavowed it because they're pansies. <laughs> you got to keep order. Law and order. You got dirty-footed hippies run amok. Well, you got the armed militias beating people down for attempting to express their First Amendment rights. You got to do something. You don't. It's not optional. You've got to do something about it. This is all building something towards something spectacular. Milo Yiannopoulos is coming to Berkeley yeah. in two weeks. So he claims with Ann Coulter and Steve Bannon. I'm not sure Milo's the headliner there. Uh, Bannon's the headliner. Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, Milo's the uh, he's the salesman. Probably, and uh, he's been through it before. Yeah, he's the, the clown prince. Yeah, the marketeer. Yeah, yeah he's he's the marketer and the uh, and yeah. the salesman. So, um, so, and Berkeley says, okay, pepper spray is good with the police, and Antifa's thinking this is our chance, and so this could really turn into something. Well, and and who's going to show up to f- uh, battle the Antifa types? You got it, all your uh, right wingy uh, fellas who, who are spoiling for a fight. They're thinking, oh yeah, so it could be a zoo. Advocates for the LGBTQ community are blasting a study that says artificial intelligence can tell whether a person is gay or straight based on analyzing a picture of their face. Stanford University researchers reported that AI correctly guessed gay men from straight men 81% of the time and distinguished gay women from straight women 74% of the time. Well, they either did or they didn't. Right, it's facts. <laughs> it's, it's, if, if, if Stanford did research and 81% of the time they could pick out a gay person by looking at them, well, then they did. Yes. That's not pro or anti anything. It's just something that happened. I don't have quarrel number one with with anybody over their sexual activities or their orientation or what. Not quarrel number one. But after hearing for, you know, practically a lifetime, it's not a choice. We're born this way. This is who I am. Who is it? Lady Gaga's unlistenable uh, Madonna ripoff hit, Born This Way, right? And and, and it is not beyond the, the realm of imagination, I think, that if indeed you're born with X, Y, or Z, that uh, it would be recognizable by science. I mean, if I'm a little surprised, maybe so are you. Let's replicate the study. But if it's true, it's true.
I don't get what the big flap is. I think what they're worried about is they'd be using uh, pictures and, uh, and uh, facial recognition to say, aha, that person's gay, that person's straight, if somebody wanted to single people out or separate you know, people in different groups for whatever well, I suppose nefarious... so, but... For whatever well, nefarious right, so purpose. Now, you're, now lefties are anti-science. Because people might use the science uh, negatively. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, come on, everybody. Settle down. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. We once did the study ourselves in the Armstrong and Getty studio. We brought in a panel of gay people. We didn't know, and straight people. We didn't know who was gay or straight. And then we, were, uh, we tried to guess. And if I recall, we were all 100% wrong. To call our failure complete would be to incompletely describe our failure. We got them all completely wrong. That is my recollection of it, and Anyway, try, try the old gaydar thing. You know, if you're the least bit skeptical about climate change, you're ignoring science. You remember the March for Science? Sure. Come on, everybody. Come on now. So are you prepared for the petering out? Oh, I know I am. <laughs> That's what we'll do next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, a couple more things about the uh, iPhone 10. I forgot. So the new face recognition um, thing, instead of using your fingerprint, the fingerprint had a 1 in 50,000 chance of letting the wrong person unlock your phone, hmm. which is pretty good. I'd say. So 50,000 people have to try to get in my phone with their thumb. Well, I don't think I've ever had one person try to do it, so pretty good. But anyway, the face recognition is one in a million, which is quite a bit better hmm. of anybody. Although unlocking. we learned that you can, like, slide somebody's phone away, then point it at them, and, and it opens. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas nobody can, like... You're sitting there, and they press the phone against your thumb without you noticing. Um, so there's that. I don't know. I like the idea of it. For, uh, for, so I'm using my Apple Pay or my Starbucks card or whatever. Instead of with a thumb or whatever, I just glance at my phone. It pays the bill. I'm stealing from you first chance I get. Or somebody, just telling you. Or somebody cuts off my head to get a free latte. I'm thinking about it. Which is certainly a possibility. So you got this famous chef, I forget what his name is, and I can't come up with it. Boy R.D. Yeah, it might be that, Chef Boy R.D. Um, there was a show in England, apparently in the 90s, it was really popular, and it had a guy in a Nazi uniform. It was one of those sitcoms that featured Nazis. But anyway, so he dressed as one of the famous characters. Ah. Way back in the day when that show was popular, this picture from 27 years ago Shows up somewhere, oh, and boy. now he's under all kinds of pressure to, like, kill himself or oh, something. Droning his career, and he's had to come out and cry and rip off all his clothes and claim so, he's anti-Nazi. So I was uh, only kind of paying attention. Is he a Nazi? <laughs> right. That's what these questions always come down to. So you think this celebrity chef all these years was a secret Nazi? Or in sympathy with the Nazis, or would love to see more Nazis. <laughs> Yeah. How, how did we get to be this way? It's so hilarious to me. What I'm trying to remember what British show had a Nazi in the 90s. I don't remember that. Because I was into British TV. You know, I'd watch the BBC yeah. and NPR, and, or not NPR, but, you know. Did uh, Faulty TV. Towers have a guy in a Nazi outfit? Uh, not on a regular basis. Huh. Nazi Next Door, that was the name of it. Next Door Nazi. Ed's a Nazi. No, I don't remember. Maybe Nazi. Now, Faulty Towers had an incredibly funny scene in which John Cleese was uh, attempting to shame some German tourists and started to do the Hitler walk oh, and right. shouting and, and, and saluting and the rest of it. How come more people don't <laughs> respond to this instead of he cried in front of TV cameras about how 
how much he's hurt that other people were wounded by him being in a Nazi outfit 27 years ago to try to be funny at a party. He cried. How come more people don't say, so who here thinks I'm actually a Nazi? Right. Or have any sympathy (laughs) for Hitler and his program of nationalism. Does anybody actually think that? Yeah, I kind Sounds of Sounds like do. you're All not right, taking talk. these accusations seriously. And are you saying that right. Nazism isn't a serious issue, sir? That's that God, sort it's of... Just, so you think being a Nazi is funny? That's what they'd hit you right. with. Oh, Some boy. version of that. Or in your case, delicious, since you're a chef. <laughs> it's a public shaming is the is the great tradition of trying to make yourself look righteous. It's the it's the American pastime. I, just, I find it so tiring. Well, quit going along with it. When you get caught doing something, just say, all right, who here thinks I actually want to bring back slavery? Anybody actually think that's what I want? Does anybody think no. I have the least sympathy with that <laughs> point of view? Go ahead. I'm waiting. Say so. So then quit. Quit with all that. For crying out loud. Got to stand up for yourself. Unless you're a Nazi. Then sit down. Uh, how much time have we got, Michael? Uh, one minute. One minute. Jeez, what do we do for one minute? That's so difficult to know. You know, speaking of uh, questionable political philosophies, I got this. Somebody uh, tweeted this. Somebody in Florida. This hurricane is turning me into a socialist, brah. I'm more worried about being able to pay rent and when I can get back to my job than about my well-being. It's effed. Like, I don't have time to be worried about my safety because I'm worried about being able to afford stuff under this bull S we call capitalism. Smack my head. So you have to feed yourself and you resent it. The raccoon I saw in the parking lot this morning has to feed himself. The beasts of the field have to feed themselves. The only thing that doesn't have to feed itself is is like a pet cat. Do you want to be a pet cat? Do you want to be a pet or a free citizen? Please. So a lot of those Florida Keys, there's a whole bunch of different islands. You know, they have different names. You know, that's mo- why most, they're called the Keys. Mostly, no, most people know Key West, but then there's Long Key, which was the key I most liked and decided I wanted to live there and started looking at real estate magazines when <laughs> I was down there. Skeleton yeah. Key, that's the one you need to open up all the other keys. Absolutely, there's Alicia Keys. <laughs> um, Very musical island. Yes. Twenty five percent of the homes destroyed. Wow. Yeah. A quarter of the homes gone. That's rough. Yeah, it is. Time to swoop in and buy land. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Great place to be. Um, Let's hear our guest announcer. It's smoother every day. Down the stretch we go. It's Peter out, final thoughts, and finish strong. Peter out is petering out. Finish strong and final thoughts are neck and neck at the wire. It's final thoughts. That's pretty good. It is good. Nice job. And here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Buy South Park a drink tonight as their 21st season debuts this evening. I'll be watching it. Will you? Uh, very good. Thank you. I, I probably will DVR that. Marshall Phillips, your final thought? I just wanted to make an offer to uh, Jack and his wife. I will be glad to test out the goat soap. If you want to bring some in tomorrow or the day after, I will be glad to lather up and give you feedback. Yeah, I wanted to bring in. We got a whole bunch of bars sitting around, but she said they're not perfect, and she only wants to have them go out if they're perfect. Oh. So, well, and I'm willing to bend over and urinate on my own beard as <laughs> an experiment as well, as uh, Jack suggested I do earlier this the, morning. If you the missed ladies that. like it, apparently. Yeah, that's right. A hey, uh, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Yeah, write your congressman and tell him you want a law requiring large animals to wear pants. If Jack's goat had been wearing a thick pant, he still might be worth something. Indeed, Jack. Do you have a final thought? 
I had one and I chickened out right at the last second. What? Yeah, I chickened out on my final thought. Exactly. Am I getting soft? I got no spine, no sand. He's got some eggs for us tomorrow for breakfast, Mr. Chicken. Wow, it's embarrassing, really. I've lost it. All right, my final thought, I'll take over, is that if you're triggered by a speaker on your campus, you're a pathetic little baby. Strength, perseverance, resilience. These are the these are the qualities we have worshipped for millennia. Look into them, you babies. Except you don't need much of any of those well, to yeah. withstand somebody giving a speech down at the amphitheater while you're watching TV. Think about this. If you didn't know it was happening, you wouldn't know to be scared and nothing would happen to you. You precious little bunny rabbit. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people will thank so little time. Thank you. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. The show's over. What? Bye-bye. We know Ted Cruz didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't do it. He's pretending to like porn as a way to blend in with the rest of the human species. Nice try, Ted. Nice try. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.